Our gospel today is Matthew chapter 7. Jesus said, Do not judge so that you may not be judged, for with the judgment you make you will be judged, and the measure you give will be the measure you get. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, Let me take the speck out of your eye, while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them underfoot and turn and maul you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? Or if the child asks for fish, will give a, sta- will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And everything do to others as you would have them do to you. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the road is easy that leads to destruction, and there are many who take it. For the gate is narrow, and the road is hard that leads to life, and there are few who find it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I'm curious this morning, how many of you have heard of Marie Kondo? I'd like to see, okay, good amount of hands. Or tidying up with Marie Kondo on Netflix. Have any of you watched the show? We got some hands. My kids are raising their hands. All right. I came with laundry today because that's how fun (laughs) it is in the snow. Um, Well, Marie Kondo, if you haven't heard of her, is a Japanese woman whose specialty in life is organizing people. She's an organizing expert. If you have ever been to my office, you know I am not an organizing expert at all. In fact, it's in, like, really bad shape right now. You see it more than ever. Um, but about a month ago, Marie Kondo's show appeared on Netflix, and the text messages started pouring in for me from my friends and family members. Did you see your tidying up woman has a show, like I own her or something? Um, have you watched her show yet, my friends asked, because I stumbled upon Marie Kondo about two and a half years ago and became, like, one of her biggest fans. I've actually written about this in the newsletter, so some of this might be a repeat. When I was in Montana two and a half years ago, my sister had Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And we delighted in her description of how one should never potato roll their socks. This is a no-no according to Marie Kondo. um, Because your socks, if they are potato rolled, are too tired from this effort. When you put them in your drawer, it exhausts them, and so you should do something different because your socks have the incredible job of being on your feet all day, which is hard work, I might add. So be kind to your socks. So she recommends a tri-fold 
sock folding method, I'll demonstrate. Voila. Um, we laughed and giggled about her personification of our socks feelings. And then I flew home to Minnesota and I devoured my sock drawer. I actually brought my sock, one of my shoe boxes of socks that is in my, all tri-folded and all neatly stacked. Yes, I know, I'm a convert. I have had my life slightly transformed. Office did not happen. Okay. So once I did my socks, I went out and I had to get her book. So I read the book, and then I read the second book about sparking joy. And if you haven't watched her show, I can help you understand the method. So what she wants you to do is she wants you to put all your stuff out there, be it your clothes or your books or what have you, and then you touch each item and you ask yourself this question, does this sweater spark joy for me? Now, it's winter in Minnesota, and every single sweater I own is sparking joy. So I'm going to keep this. And so then you fold it a specific way that you can watch about on TV. And then you pick up something else, and you say, does this T-shirt from Tour de Tonka spark joy? And as a non-biker and someone who doesn't wear these colors, I'm going to say no. And so then I would give thanks for my item. Thank you for serving me the one time I wore you. And I'm going to give you away anybody wants this t-shirt, it is yours. Um, and that's what you do with all of your items until you're done with your entire house. Now, what they don't tell you on the show is this is like a six-month process. <laughs> it's not easy to do unless I think you quit work and that's all you do. And still, I don't think it's easy. So you might be saying to yourself, Pastor Joanna, what in the world does Marie Kondo and tidying up have to do with our gospel for today? And I will tell you, that's a really good question. But I assure you, they are related. In our gospel for this morning, Jesus goes and he is finishing the Sermon on the Mount. It's his concluding statements. And he is talking about all of the things we need to do to be in relationship with our neighbor. He is casting this vision. Do not judge others or you'll be judged. Don't notice the speck in your neighbor's eye and fail to remove the log in your own eye. He says, not just once, but twice. And then he encourages us to go through the narrow gate, the one that brings life instead of the wide one that leads to destruction. And it all sounds very ominous and scary. And if you're like me, as soon as I get to the first verse, I immediately feel this sense of failure. Oh, don't judge lest you be judged. As much as I try day after day, week after week to not judge others, I will confess that I fail at this. It is so easy for me to see the speck in my neighbor's eyes that I could so easily remove than to deal with the big log that is in my own eye that I have to actually do some hard work at getting rid of. And so as I was thinking about Jesus' words for transformation, my mind went to Marie Kondo. But because when I started to watch her Netflix series and I watched other people pile their stuff on their beds and in the middle of their rooms, my first instinct was of judgment. Oh, look at how much stuff they have. And then my second reaction was this. It was to remember the mound of clothing I had on my own bed. 
and to remember how many times I went to reach and restore with a trunk load of items that I needed to deliver and how much hard work and transformation I needed to do in my own life to tidy it up. Because the truth of the matter is when we hear Jesus' words today, I think we can have one of two reactions. The first reaction is to confess. I've messed up. I don't live this way. More often than not, I am failing at this, Jesus. And to get it all out in the open. But the second reaction, which I think is the more common reaction, is to just nod our heads at Jesus' words, smile, and pretend we've got it all together. Have you done this yourself? Oh, those are good words. Yeah, I'm going to live by them. I got this. Yes. It's a little bit how I used to clean my house when we would have company. Okay, so and I, and I, my kids will still say I'm stressful before we have company, but I used to be worse. Before people used to come over and our house was as messy as it would be, I'd be like, we got to clean it all, shove it in the closets, put it in the drawers, hide it away. Maybe you've done this yourself. Like somehow if nobody opens certain doors, it's going to be just fantastic. And I've got it all together. Because I don't want people to see the stuff that's hidden in closets. And now I'm no longer talking about stuff. I think we do this with our own lives, right? We want to put our best foot forward. We want to appear to have it all together. As Christians, I think we specifically do this like a little bit more intentionally than the other people because we've been told by God and by Jesus that we're supposed to live and look differently than them. So we dress up on Sunday mornings more often than not, right? We try to live a holy and righteous life. When my mom was a little girl growing up in a conservative Christian family, um, she was not allowed to play cards or go to dances, right? And it was like righteous living. I kind of think my grandparents thought this was narrow gate living. We're going to be the ones who are without sin, and we've got to show that to the world. But the reality is, is that Christians, just along with everyone else, are messy people. That we, in spite of our best efforts, are not going to live according to all of these rules and expectations, this vision that Jesus casts for our lives, because it is hard, and because we are human, and because we make mistakes. And in the end, when we try to pretend to be something we're not, we often come across as judgmental and hypocritical, which is how the church is often described. But what I believe that Jesus really wants for us is to actually be people who are confessional and truthful and honest and vulnerable. And in order to do that, I do think we do need to lay everything out in front of ourselves for us to look at and to pick through and to know who we really are. I did dress differently this morning as I was thinking about this sermon. Almost every Sunday I wear a suit, not because that's not me, but the reality is I would rather wear my most comfortable jeans and my favorite belt and some fun socks and shoes than a suit, because this feels more authentic to who I really am. And so in some ways, I wonder if we can dig down deep underneath all this stuff and lay all those false identities away, all those pretenses, all of those things we think we should be in order to show something different to the world and be the person we really are. To wear our favorite t-shirt 
even when it might seem inappropriate, but wear it because it's who we are. You see, Marie Kondo might ask us to transform our stuff and our houses, but Jesus does something more difficult. He invites us to transform our lives, to be vulnerable and honest about who we are because the person God created us to be might indeed be messy and complicated and have things we think we should hide, but God loves that person wholly and completely. Going through the narrow gate is not about sin-free living. It is about not lying about who we are anymore. It is about being our authentic, vulnerable, honest self, the person God created us to be. So are you willing to let Jesus transform your life? We're going to get it wrong. We're going to mess up. But the good news is we have each other to support each other along the way, and Jesus has reminded us completely over and over again, our job is not to judge the other person but instead to do the hard work of transforming ourselves. Because in that process, we discover this love of God that is always there so that we can more completely love our neighbor. Amen.